0: This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com.
1: Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One.
2: Hey Geeksters, I'm Kylan.
0: And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch One. And it, we have kind of a bittersweet, but it was a fun ride while we got there weekend this year or um week this week. And we get to tell everybody that we gotta somehow carry on.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We did see the final episode. Of the epically long, sometimes it felt a little drawn out, but not that—not bad compared to some of the other shows that have tried to go long. Um, series Supernatural, right? There's been this one got a little slow in the center, but not as not as bad as some of the other ones have sometimes.
1: It it kind of it, it wasn't sure where to go for for a little while, but found its feet again and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pulled it out for the, the last, definitely the last few chunk of, of, uh, of seasons, the storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, some of it I, I compare a lot of times um, just because it was the first two genre shows that CW even tried was Supernatural and Smallville. Smallville had that same issue where it got in the middle where they had only planned it to be like a five season series. And then for season six and seven, you got to figure out what are we doing now? How are we going to do this? And then they move on. Super- Supernatural had that too. They found their footing a lot faster, though. I think
1: to to a large extent, that's why Arrow ended when it did. Yeah, it had its arc, and they didn't want to have to stretch it out to try and find more. They yeah. wanted to explore more characters in the universe. Right. So, um. That, but it had the same sort of thing. Everyone went into Arrow with X number of seasons, which is how Supernatural started. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect the degree of fandom Mm-mm. that kind of required them to keep it going because there was nothing else like that on the air anyway
2: it yeah. wasn't so and then being by the time they got to season five uh you you had the books out i mean i think the anime was out by that point and it was obvious that people were wanting more
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know uh so
1: and there was enough to go beyond like we'll talk about it a bit but the, the, they showed the retrospective before the final um, episode, yeah, <clears throat> and it it reminded you of a lot of things, but it also backtracked to say, "Listen, this was just started as a as a show about a couple guys checking out urban legends." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so so the fact that they had to create a world outside of that. Mm-hmm. And um and have some overarching themes and ongoing storylines, um they they did a lot to get there. So they did,
0: yeah. Well, and you got to think they're building on the shoulders of um, the CWWB um, UPN networks that started in the nineties. Um, yep. they they're building on the shoulders of shows like Buffy and Angel and um, Charmed, and these were shows that had a lot more camp in them, a lot more um directly aiming at like the um. The late night, almost soap opera-y feel, teen soap opera style, that right. Dawson's Creek and all those had too. This was the first show that actually they stepped away from that and actually the show took it serious. I mean, yes, the, you could see it was aimed at because of, look at Sam and Dean and how many times their shirts are off and all this stuff. They tried, they wanted to bring that crowd in, but they didn't jump in there saying, we're another one of this same show. So they exactly. took what those guys were doing and put a serious and um, even more of a horror twist on it and they found gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They, they gave it they gave it depth where a lot of the other shows it's just like you you have this story on the surface and that's all you get is that surface right and yeah and they, they, it's like they said over and over again through the retrospective that the whole it, it was ultimately about family it was right. always the brothers always came back to each other mm-hmm. yeah you know so
0: and this is like it's, um I already I mentioned Buffy before but it's like you can see Buffy tried to have some seriousness to it, but it was still very much a teen drama show. Yeah. they I mean they tried to go serious as much as they could, but they just – they were limited by what they were. The right. show didn't have to do that. Exactly. Right. So
2: okay. – Angel – I thought Angel had um, – to a certain degree, Angel had the, the darkness factor, but because Angel was tied so closely to Buffy. It, you know, it, it can only yeah. go
1: so far. No. Yeah,
2: well, right. You know, they couldn't have that. And there was no depth of, well, there was a depth of relationships, but it wasn't you weren't as invested as you become invested in Sam and Dean. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, the difference yeah. also being um, Angel got the bonus of the people who were teenagers watching Buffy were already in the early, late teens, early 20s when Angel came around. So they could actually do a little bit more adult style storytelling and still have the exact same crowd. Right, because the show basically it was like if Angel and or Buffy and Angel had grown up with everybody, it kept growing up through Angel,
1: right? <coughs> like college years. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was Buffy
1: go. the college years.
0: <laughs> so, how we'll you guys doing? Yeah, we'll get to later. more of this in a little bit because as you can see from here, we've just t- took five minutes of just uh, of and we've not even talked about the show itself. So much to talk about. So there's gonna be lots to talk about. So let's get through some other stuff first. How you guys doing? So what'd you do other than crying over this? <laughs> I've seen a lot of Facebook of um, people that are um, like, leave me alone for a little while.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It wa- it, okay. It, we'll just say it. It was an emotional ending. Yes. Yeah, it just, was. And by the way, we're getting into spoilers. You you better have watched it because. Oh, we don't even have to worry about that on this. Well, yeah. If you're not prepared for, for what
3: happened, then you
1: just have to stop
3: listening.
0: Yeah. Uh, well,
3: that's why we did a, a, a chaser of Animaniacs afterwards.
0: Yes. Yes. Have you guys watched... <clears throat> we're about halfway through the season of Animaniacs. I'm actually surprised it dropped all at once, but did you guys watch that I, yet?
3: I watched the whole
1: thing. Kylan hasn't watched any yet. I watched all 13 episodes.
0: I like I like some of the changes, some of the... Now, I'm only... We've not started episode seven yet. Do they... Other than the one episode that they brought the original characters back with the hunter guy, or anybody else, or is it still the whole season is Animaniacs and Pink in the Brain, and that's it?
1: That's all it is, which I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Um. It was nice to have that one episode, which... I don't want to spoil it because it's a nice little little twist in there. So mm-hmm. that that episode, I think I may have been my favorite because it just cracked me up uh, <laughs> when they all showed up at the end. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just basically uh, the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, and then they they even say it in the intro. They've brought in some new characters that um, that tested well with audiences. <laughs> <like> yes,
0: <that. laughs> I like the changes to the theme song. The couple little things they throw in there.
1: You've got you've got the the original theme song until about halfway through when they say things about like you should see our contracts this time mm-hmm. and we're um and and you know the trolls might say something but we did meta first and, <laughs> and uh, things like that so they and they still have their pants full of baloney and then the yes. different line at the end of each one <laughs> um but there there are some other characters who show up honestly I'm not thrilled with them. Um, there's this really annoying muscle man,
0: yes, who, at the Greek games,
1: yeah, kind of Austrian German dude, kind of like maybe like Arnold. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they're taken after, but... maybe
0: it is Arnold. You can tell everything <laughs> with it,
1: <laughs> and he shows up in another episode too. So he is going to be a recurring one. He's, but it's one of those ones where he's kind of like their foible and he's just annoying, yeah, right. Um, and it, there's, there's a couple of them that are just there, – there's a couple times they switch to a different style animation and tell a different story.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure about those. Like, that's, I just
0: – Yeah, we – what was it? Episode six has – what is it? The chibi animation or whatever where they're all going all anime cutie?
1: <laughs> well, that's just it, though. There's there's a couple of times it sticks with the, with the brothers and sister. It sticks with them, and they go all cute, and then there's the one that they're all, like, um, anime – Mm-hmm. Like action anime, yeah, like yeah. the Dragon Ball Z look. Yeah, which is fine, but there's there's other ones that are actual like not not Wacko Yakko and Dot. They're different characters and a slightly different story on it, mm-hmm. and a different animation. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like it just oh. it didn't quite feel right. Yeah. yeah. So it's there's there's hits and misses. The hits are really good. Um, <clears throat> and they they have a lot of relevant pop culture stuff. Like yeah. they always the old one, I, I was a little disappointed. I think they go a little too far with old references. Like, why are they referencing, like, old Russia stuff so much? They're not even referencing much new Russia. There There is some Putin stuff in there, though.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, because they're Animaniacs. If you watch, the original show was referencing stuff back in the 50s.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I, I was reading some posts about it, and they were kind of right. Like, who's the audience? Because back with the original – it definitely was more kids, like older kids and their parents. Whereas now, I don't think kids would get into this at all. Like I'm just like most of the references, like I was finding a lot of them funny, and I'm just like, this I can't be the audience for this.
0: Yeah, right. no, no, you are because you got to remember this is a um this is not technically a reboot; it's a continuation, and so they're aiming at the audience because right now, people our age that watched Animaniacs originally are or a little bit yeah. younger than us. We're watching cartoons and stuff now. We're not the only ones. The four of us are not the only ones out there watching cartoons. There's True. a reason they brought this back. They knew what it was. They, brought, they realized that, you know what, the, um, the fans of the original are the ones asking for this show. Right. So we're, just, and it is, exa- it is pretty much the exact, because the original show had some stuff that landed, some stuff didn't.
1: Right. So right. this
0: is almost, for me, it felt like the exact same show just brought up to modern time. So your think, references th- change a little bit. They um some of the jokes change a little bit, but they still have the irreverent um uh poop and fart jokes in there.
1: Yeah. And the other has- jokes that
0: are adult only and they and the kids would have no idea what they even said.
1: Yeah. It it does still have the same kind of humor with with the jokes and stuff. I just don't think most kids will care about watching this. Yeah. It's just but I don't know that a lot of kids really watched it originally. Like I wasn't a kid when I wa- when it was first out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right.
1: Um so it's kind of like Tiny Toon Adventures was definitely more for kids. Animaniacs wasn't.
0: Yeah, it was more your teenagers and up.
1: Yeah, so it's it's good. To, I mean, come on, it's only thirteen episodes. Um, it's it's good fun whether you binge it all or watch it sporadically. It was yeah. still, it was still, and some of the really sarcastic kind of jokes really do hit really well. Yeah, especially. Politically related. Ones. Mm-hmm.
0: That, it's great because even early on, they mentioned how um, this show was written in 2018, but it's like, then some of the stuff that goes to like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So some- you're not going to get any pandemic references or any of that stuff. Cause they didn't write it till all that was already happening. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You, you do, you do get some of that. So obviously second season, cause you know, they're going to get a second season. Oh um, yeah. that'll that'll definitely hit some of the stuff we're seeing now more realistically, but so- um so- it was worth watching yeah
0: right and the other one was a couple of them that um if they're worried that what they were talking about was a little um too buried in what the story was towards the end they'd make little references so you it points out no this is what we're talking about yeah <laughs> they pointed mm-hmm. out like the one about gun control that's true at the very that's end true. they're like here this is what this really means
1: <laughs> um so. i did watch uh a few episodes of another show it's a new one for disney plus that dropped this week and they dropped all of them at once um marvel 616
0: yes i saw that's on there we haven't had a chance to sit down and watch yet yeah.
1: um it's their new documentary series about marvel comics which is why it says 616 mm-hmm. um i've watched three episodes so far they're about an hour each really good like really um even if you're not hugely into marvel they're really good like the first one uh is all about the japanese spider-man so first- Yeah, man it, yeah it's about it's about how it happened how Marvel actually, you know, licensed it and let it happen. Why it didn't come to the States right away. Um, how Stan Lee felt about it. It interviews the actors. There's a lot of subtitle reading people. Uh- <laughs> I still have to
0: see that. I, li- I like old Japanese robot shows. So yeah. it's like, I was want- like, I need to see that at some point.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's all online. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it interviews the original, you know, the original uh, Japanese Spider-Man actor and his stuntman. And um, and they talk about how all this stunt work was just real stunt work. Like they were making him climb things and do things like you wouldn't believe. Wow, that like no nets, no wires, as uh. few ropes as possible.
0: <laughs> well, back then it was much harder to hide ropes and stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. There were a few things they did ropes on that they explained, but yeah. It, so it was. It's kind of fascinating. Like I'm not even into it, and it was. It was pretty fascinating. Hmm.
2: The, oh no no you're fine don't worry about it yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm. that's what it was it's mm-hmm. like and I think it was almost like the guy was happy to have a job so he did it you know <laughs> it just like, I'm free, do it um, yeah Japanese
0: unions work different
1: yeah exactly um although the the director and producer admitted they couldn't do that today
0: yeah <laughs> they didn't
1: admit mm-hmm. that um and then the second episode is all about uh, women in Marvel comics and the history of the female writers and artists that came along that didn't get credit and the type of stories, you know, they influenced. And especially these days uh, what they've influenced, there's some great interviews in it from some of the older writers and artists and as well as the modern day ones like Kelly Sue DeConnick and what she did um, with Captain Marvel and how she changed that and gave us the Captain Marvel we have today and, and the creators of, Kamala Khan and um, Ms. Marvel Mm -hmm. and how like um, Rainbow Rowell who was asked to write her in the beginning actually thought it was a joke when she got the call because she's like they're not gonna let you make a Muslim superhero what are you talking about right and she herself is Muslim and she's like you're kidding right (laughs) like so it's kind of cool to hear those stories um and the third episode is about a couple of artists it focuses on a couple of artists but it's about the artists in general who work for Marvel who are outside the U S and the differences in process and being able to draw comic books set in New York when you've never seen New York
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and how they relate to the characters. And it, it's kind of cool because a lot of the third episode talks about their process. So if you're a writer or an artist of some type, it's kind of interesting to see the, the It's two artists who are actually in Spain and they have completely different, daily schedules like different takes on how they approach doing their work on mm-hmm. a daily basis mm-hmm. and um so it's just kind of interesting hearing the process
0: uh, any the ones that are in spain which were who was it do you remember
1: um i i can't specifically remember the names the the guy works on spider-man <laughs> miles morales and um the woman works on moon girl and devil dinosaur
0: okay was the guy um Jimenez? uh
1: no okay. i think his first name was javier though
0: yeah Jorge Jimenez is another is a DC artist. That's why I didn't I didn't know if he was doing Marvel work also or not. But there, he's another one that's outside or in or outside of Madrid, I think, and um, working and, and that, drawing for DC.
1: The the interesting thing was he grew up in a little fishing village outside of Cadiz, which is a small city,
3: yeah.
1: um, in southern Spain, and basically like there's no skyscrapers or anything, and he's drawing this character who flies around Brooklyn, like <laughs> he just swings around Brooklyn, I should say, but yeah, like and, and you know he he uses like google earth for image references and stuff like that (laughs) so you know it's kind of cool but it's it's a really good it's a really well done series everyone has a different director um some of them are familiar names like the second one that was all about the uh the women that influenced marvel was directed by jillian jacobs um you may know her she's the blonde that was in the show community okay Um, yeah she's gotten more into directing and stuff now um she's also in a recent horror movie I forget which one it is, Um, Mm. but anyway, I think it still might be out right now. But anyway, um, so they each one each has a different director, so it has a slightly different feel and take on it. But I think I think it's good if you're into documentaries and that kind of thing in the comic Mm -hmm. book world in general. I think it was a really good take. Cool.
0: (laughs) So, uh, other than supernatural and watching some other, what do we need? Anything else done other than just getting ready for for Thanksgiving and the changes that are be having to be made because of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we're we're planning for the first time to have a Thanksgiving at home.
1: We we played with slime.
0: Yes, I saw that. I didn't see the video yet, but um, and I got my box too. So I wish well, we if think- we could get together, it would be awesome if we could do the unboxing for the rest of those guns together, the four of us. But I don't know a way yeah. to actually do that. We don't have a place to do it or anything else, so we're gonna have to do them separate.
3: You don't have a big enough place.
0: Yeah, we, we don't have a big fig- enough area.
1: We figured we do the we do the small thing first, so we dealt with the slime and. Uh, I mean, Kylan has a separate little video to send to Mike about it, but we figured we'd do the play stuff together.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a way to do it, but we got um, – now you may not hearing um, the, comp- the company um, Zuru, isn't it? Zuru, they make, yeah. The, they made the X-Shot um, Nerf gun. Or it's like a Nerf gun. The X-Shot um, dart gun line, and they sent all of us, us um, and the rest of the Weeby Geeks lineup, a box of guns to do an unboxing video, so that will be coming. And they also brought it, now you guys played with the slime, so they also sent us, none of us knew this, three cans of slime, hairy slime. Now what is this stuff? You guys opened it up and played with it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's all hairiness, got bugs
2: in it, and...
1: It's not as gross as it no. sounds. Like, I was kind of wondering how they were going to do it. The, the hairiness just kind of changes the feel of the texture a little. It's like faux fur hair in there. Yeah. Um. It changes the texture slightly, but it doesn't feel hairy. It's still slimy. Yeah. And the bugs are just like these itty bitty plastic flies like you'd get for Halloween. Just kind of stuck in there. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel sticky. It doesn't stick to things in general. It doesn't leave a film on things. Like they suggest washing your hands before and after. But aside from that. Um, well, that's the know, same thing don't...
0: as like with Play-Doh. So you don't get any dirt that's on your hands. Doesn't get stuck in the slime.
1: Exactly. Because it would easily do that. Um but, I mean, if you're into slime, it's, yeah. it's fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that – and we got – now, I got um, a whole bunch of guns. I guess you guys didn't get quite the same pack. I no, got, got two, four, six of them.
1: We got four guns. Yeah,
0: we ah. got four. Well, after the show, I'll talk to you guys about that Um, <laughs> for that because I actually have had an idea that we weren't able to do this weekend because Ohio has decided to lock everything down now. And uh, not just Ohio. Our county and city all made regulations. <laughs>
1: Thankfully, yeah. Yeah. So now people just pay attention to them.
0: Hmm. So my video, our video here, might be a little bit late coming in, but they'll they'll have to understand, you know. Yeah. Right. So we had we had an idea that I want to run by you guys later, but um, no, these are going to be awesome because the guns they um they look it's just it's another one like the Nerf guns. So it's got um it shoots the darts, and we got the rival style one which has the balls that it shoots, and uh, they're going to be awesome to try out and play with. Oh, I even yeah. bought really? a Nerf style target so I could pre- try these out. <laughs> it's like a bag with holes in it that you, uh, that the darts and stuff will actually land in the bag. Right. Okay, Yeah. So, but, um, other than that, uh, once we do get all this stuff together, uh, I'm, we'll have missed on, put up on geek watch on all of our social media and www.geekwatch1.com and let you guys know where you can see these videos. That's true. Right. So, um, but other than that, what's been going on in the world outside of everybody crying because of this finale of supernatural? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I have, I do have a bit of news about things, um, for, for those who are fans, um, the, of the show Letter Kenny, after announcing a couple months ago that seasons 10 and 11 wouldn't begin filming until next year, uh, fans did receive a pleasant surprise when Hulu announced that season nine of Letter Kenny will be hitting the streamer entire season at once on December 26th. So okay. it's a late Christmas present, but mm-hmm. we get to watch more Letter Kenny. Cool. Um, so you got to make it last, kind yeah. of, kind of like the last season of Shit's Creek. You had to make it last. Yeah, <laughs> to... yeah. Um, and uh, in in uh, in other cable news, HBO has given a series order to the adaptation of the video game franchise The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, I saw the headlines for that.
1: And it's, I mean, it's been a, it's a popular game. A lot of people like it. A lot of people apparently cry because of it. Of the story that's in it, I don't know, haven't played it, haven't looked into it.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I have it, but I haven't played it yet. Okay,
1: um, but the story basically takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed, and a survivor is hired to smuggle a teen girl out of a quarantine zone. So, you know, everyday life right now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what starts as a small job becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both traverse the U S and depend on each other for survival. So it's an apocalyptic thing. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. This one, the game I mean, is the game's not an action game. is it? It's a straight survival, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there, yeah. there's action to the point of having to, you know, fight, stuff, fight for but... yourself sort of thing, but yeah. um, no, it's not a, it's not a shoot up first person kind of thing. No, no. Um, it's just kind of making the trek. Yeah. But It's been very popular. uh in, uh, in unfortunate news, Uh, We found out that the CW has decided to end Black Lightning with the upcoming fourth season.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I kind of saw that coming a little bit, but.
1: Yeah, and um, we we do get the fourth season starting uh, beginning of February, when all the CW shows are starting beginning of the year anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had, in case you missed it, they had recently announced that uh, Painkiller was going to get a spinoff. And that's kind of where they're going with it. So, obviously, we're going to get some kind of backdoor pilot for that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, I mean, we found out a lot about Painkiller already anyway.
0: Right. Well, and also um, with it, this kind of makes sense because we keep saying they're running out of nights to put superheroes on. Right. Because they've just picked up two new shows by picking up um, uh, by when they picked up Stargirl, which they yep. they aired it, but they weren't making it. this For season two, that's their show. And Superman and Lois. So um that's two new shows that they got to figure found place for which by um Supergirl d- doing her last season now they've announced that already mm-hmm. and uh Black Lightning that takes those two spots. Right. So now they just got to figure out now all they got to do is announce that they're doing Swamp Thing and that takes Supernatural spot.
3: <laughs> well right. they're pushing Outpost more too.
0: Yeah, that and Outpost seems to be doing phenomenal for them right now.
1: Yeah, so um so it'll be I mean they're they're going to shake some things up for sure and um we'll see what happens especially when they're announcing new shows and right now with all the issues they're having you know globally and um trying to shoot things um we don't know when new shows are going to show up yeah so
0: well then we know um they're gonna they're gonna be announcing probably within the next year i think they're gonna announce three or four more probably because you gotta think the flash is on season six right right legends is going into season five they only have a couple more seasons of each of those unless the Cast decides they want to keep going. I mean, Legends they can go forever because they redesign the show every year,
2: right? Yeah.
0: And they yeah, could just keep rotating out new cast in the whole time, kind of oh, like I, a um, comic book um, ensemble book. You just I, I, keep it going.
1: The, I saw the thing about the Brazilian Wonder Woman show too. Yeah, show with a Brazilian Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's,
0: yeah, yeah. And she's not even shown up in the comics yet, but they like the idea. So,
1: right. Um, and speaking of Wonder Woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. The news, uh, the news did come out that uh, we get to see it on Christmas. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Releasing in theaters and HBO Max streaming at the same time. (laughs) So obviously, a lot of people are disappointed that, especially if you don't have a theater nearby that's open, (laughs) you're not going to see it on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. right now, you shouldn't go to the movies anyway, so you're not going to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Um. And even, uh, you know, Galgado and the director, Patty Jenkins, were, you know, they expressed frustration about it, but they're obviously happy that the movie's finally going to get out there with all the delays that it's already had,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, you know, recognizing that they have to release this at some point, not knowing what's going to happen over the next six months with movie theaters. uh, They've decided to go for that. And really it's, Wonder Woman 1984 is kind of the last big title that was supposed to come out in 2020 that hadn't changed yet.
0: Yeah. Well, it had changed six times, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, that had had still had a date. Yeah. Um, So, you know, technically it's still releasing in theaters, but obviously it's not going to have huge box office out of that. Yeah. Yeah. and everyone will be watching it on HBO Max on Christmas Day. And probably.
0: from and the, from the stuff I saw of it so far, it looks like um, most of the theatrical runs are gonna be outside of the US. Yeah, and it's helping because it's basically gonna let them get it out to the rest of the world because there's a lot of places in the world that still don't have HBO Max.
1: Yeah, and that and that's where the, that's how they're doing it. That's how they've done it with uh, other ones that they've released straight to streaming at the moment. A lot of times it gets released in. South America or in China or places in Europe where they don't have the streaming services mm-hmm. yet. They want to release them at the same time and give them the opportunity. Yeah. Right. Even though a lot of those places, they shouldn't be going to the movies either.
0: Yeah. Well, Um. also this looks like to me, this also says Warner brothers is um going to say, finally forget it. It's a wash for this year. If they're not worried about the box office on this movie. Yeah. Cause a lot of times they were, they actually bank a lot of stuff on that initial box office then anything Mm -hmm. after that is just bonus.
3: Well, they're probably hoping for, um, like, uh, T-shirt and and physical sales stuff. Yeah. Merch sales.
0: That's the problem also is a lot of their merch has already been out. (laughs) and And
1: that's just it. Merch, because of licensing, merch got released months ago for so many of these movies. And with the movie not being out, people weren't interested in the merch. So the stores already actually have a lot of this stuff on clearance. Like, you can get cheap stuff that's wonder woman and black widow and a lot of these things move on because the stuff's been out for months and, and people didn't want it.
0: Yeah. Go check out your local ollies and five below and places like that. You're going to find all kinds of good stuff coming up.
1: (laughs) Exactly. This is a great time for, you know, Christmas presents and stocking stuffers. Um, and the other thing is though, they, they haven't had to spend as much as they would have on marketing, Like they had their initial marketing push when they thought they were releasing on certain dates Mm -hmm. and then after that fact it was like well okay here's another recut trailer with a new date like that's all they had to do right yeah there was nothing else they did because they stopped putting dates on posters they stopped putting dates on anything true and they didn't have to create new marketing for any of it and then it comes down to well it's going to be on hbo max anyways let's recut something else with another commercial. Like, they're not having to pay for new stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so... Well,
0: then they actually, if nothing else, in the entertainment business, the pandemic actually probably helped marketing because they don't have to pay to put the commercials out. All they had to do is put out headlines of when it was being bumped to and everybody's talking about their movie.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, press junkets that cost a big chunk of the marketing budget, mm-hmm. it's all being done over Zoom. Yeah, so, right, right. Like, so... They're, they're not having to pay for all these actors to travel and have red carpet events and all this kind of stuff because they don't want people showing up anyway. Right. Yeah. So it's cut the cost a bit at least. Um, and not surprisingly, following up on this, there is talk that um, Disney Plus may be premiering some of the upcoming Disney live action movies uh, that were intended for theaters. Um, now we know that, the new Pixar movie soul will be debuting on Disney plus December 25th, which mm-hmm. had originally yeah. supposed to be way back in June, I think was the original. Right.
0: for that. Yeah. See yeah. HBO and um, Disney are helping everybody out because you can't go out for Christmas this year. So your family has to stay at home, open the presents, um, have breakfast, sit back and watch movies all day. Cause instead of going to theaters, they're all on streaming.
1: <laughs> you've got at least a few hours worth of, yeah. of entertainment. Right. Um, And now uh, Disney's actually reportedly considering more shifts from theaters to streaming, focusing on the live-action remakes that they've been doing. Um, No final decision has been made, but it's apparent that a Disney Plus debut uh, is actually being considered for things like Cruella, Pinocchio, and Peter and Wendy. Oh. Um, those are ones that have already been in production and are actually mostly completed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio so, would be interesting to see how how they flesh out the story a little bit. Cause that was not a really long movie to start with, but kind of like how they do with Dumbo. Dumbo, they, I thought they did awesome adding the things that they did to make it into a more of a full length feature.
1: It, it depends what they do though, because Pinocchio is based on an Italian book. Yeah. So they didn't take the whole story either. Um, interestingly, uh, with Pinocchio in particular, this is the Disney live action version of their movie. There's another one that's, um, been in production that you may actually already see a trailer for. It's, um, I, what's his name? The one behind all the scary, Guillermo, him.
2: Uh, Guillermo Guillermo
0: del Toro. Oh.
1: It's him doing it. It's very dark.
0: I've seen
1: and it's definitely not Disney.
0: Yeah, d- d- that Well, that movie, the Disney version was creepy.
1: It was. Imagine what Guillermo del
0: Toro could do with it.
1: Yes. And I mean, he would have gone back to the original book too. And we all know the original stories are always a hell of a lot worse than what Disney shows us.
0: Yeah. So Someone go back and try to read the original versions of the Grim Fairy Tales.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. A lot of these ones, I'm just like, there's people getting limbs cut off, all kinds of stuff. Right. So- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Remember, Hansel and Credle, the witch was trying to cook the children to eat them.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wasn't just being mean. Uh, but uh, But, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But it wouldn't be surprising these – The live action remakes do well, but they don't do huge box office. They make them enough of a profit, Mm -hmm. but not huge. And I don't think they're worried about them in in, as much with that. Um, So we'll see. Um, Also sticking with the Disney uh, (laughs) overarching company, but getting into the Marvel universe, uh, Black Panther 2 is on track to commence production in July in Atlanta. Um, and it's expected to last about six months to do the movie, which is uh, what they're what they've always averaged anyway,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it takes like a year for them to do the effects afterwards. Right. <laughs> um, there is talk of an actor from the show Narcos Mexico um, coming aboard as the new villain. Uh, his name, the actor's name is Tina Cuerta. Uh, They have not released who that villain might be. There's just, um, he's in talks to apparently play the villain. So they haven't released details on what's going to happen, obviously, because um, they're not recasting Black Panther. They're not recasting Chadwick Boseman's role as T'Challa. And they don't want to let people know yet how they're going to handle it, although Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going the Shuri route
2: Mm -hmm. like it has in the
1: comics. Right. So... (laughs) It's not, it's not difficult when you already have the story in the comics before any of this happened. Right. Because you already had her taking over as part of the role because it's like Captain America. It's the mantle. It's not a person.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think most of the fans dark. want her to be Black Panther. Right. Exactly. And
1: um, sometimes it's difficult to convince ju- the movie fans about what the mantle is versus the person. Right. Because, you know, they see Chris Evans as Captain America, period. Right. I'm like that's not really how it works in the comics.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right yeah. No, he's he's um what you call it? Steve Rogers? He Captain America is a name,
1: right? Exactly. Right. Although Chris Evans really is Captain America in real life. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. But... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um they they did actually confirm that Letitia Wright will take on a more prominent role in the movie. So mm. we know that's happening. Right. And uh, but Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett are all going to be reprising their roles and uh, Ryan Coogler is back in the director's chair. Awesome. So we've got all the originals and uh, just wait for more news on that. And one thing I haven't done in a long time on on the show that I've been waiting to do and I'm finally able to do it is my Deadpool download. I have Deadpool news.
0: <laughs> Did you look up that book I told you about yesterday last week? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux Lowland, the writers of Bob's Burgers, have signed on to pen the script for Ryan Reynolds' third Deadpool film at Marvel, R-rated, they're going for it. Um, it's not known who's going to actually helmet, who's going to be the director, because of course, the first and second had different directors. We had Tim Miller for the first, the second was David Leach, and Leitch has is incredibly busy with a whole bunch of other movies. So it's unlikely he'll be on this one, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they are. They are basically saying, yes, it's Marvel, yes, it's under Disney, and yes, it's going to be R rated, just like the first two.
0: You know what? They, we may actually this may end up because we don't X Men, as far as we know, is not in production at all. Anything for X Men, this right. may be the first X universe um, character that will officially be part of the MCU now. Because you know they're if the if Marvel and Disney's making it, they're going to make it part of the universe. That's true. So they, now, hopefully the, this will confirm some of the little teasers we've had in the other ones.
1: The the other thing is, though, it... Okay, first of all, this movie's going to take a few years before we see it. I mean, yeah. they're they only just getting down to writing it. Hmm. So there's a few other movies in between that can bring us X stuff, which likely will, honestly. Right, yeah. Um, e- the Eternals, um, they have had enough run-ins on Earth. I mean, they're Earthbound.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so... I think something's happening in the Eternals, honestly. I think there's right. going to be at least reference. Okay. As they already had the Fox deal by the time they were doing the Eternals. Right. So I think that's when we're going to get at least reference. We may not get characters, but we may get more talk about mutants. And then, of course, um, we have WandaVision leading into um, the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah.
0: And... and- well- Black Widow was being written and made while after this deal was made also. So you could get a reference in Black Widow of some sort.
1: Yeah, Black, but Black Widow is not current. It's past. Yeah. So, and, and really because of the focus on her, I don't think, like she has not had contact with mutants, X-Men, that kind of stuff, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's only and, through the Avengers she yeah, has, through the but Avengers not on her has, own yeah. the way she is. In, so that's why I'm kind of doubtful. Yeah. Um, however, Multiverse of Madness if they end up going with Wanda's story, which Wanda vision seems to be leaning towards Mm -hmm. of her essentially being crazy and taking away the powers of every single mutant in the universe. Guess who it affects.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, also, wait a minute. You just made it just, it never dawned until just now. Um, the fact, the name of that Dr. Strange movie, the multiverse, the X-Men universe that maybe the, maybe they go the route of what DC has done, like with their CW shows. And in the multiverse, the the X-Men universe that has been running recently is part of the Marvel MCU multiverse. It's not on the, origin, on the base MCU world, but it is a parallel world to ours, so you can get the characters back and forth. And maybe right. something in uh, – Doctor Strange causes the two worlds to merge. And all of a sudden, I mean, you have the current X-Men on Earth.
1: Because Doctor Strange has already dealt with multiverse from the first movie. Right. Exactly. Um, Ant Man, the Microverse technically is part of multiverse. It is, yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. is you know, a so of the it's multiverse. it's been there all along.
0: So you do a, um, um, so that maybe Doctor Strange know, is a backdoor. No one realized it. Ver- their version of like Crisis that will actually well, merge the worlds together.
1: It's, the the thing is Wanda plays a big role in it, and yeah. that's why we have the WandaVision show that goes right into it, and um, that's why I'm thinking they're actually going to give us the parts that make sense of the story of House of M. And that's all about Wanda taking away the mutant powers. Right. Okay. It was crazy. So, um, so yeah, that's why I think that's going to – but we'll see. I mean, all of this is speculation. Yeah. And we'll see what happens, but the good news is there's a Deadpool 3.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my, uh, my last news story leads right into our feature for this week of Supernatural. Um, Lawrence, Kansas, has been officially proclaimed the hometown of Sam and Dean. Uh, Jennifer Ananda, the mayor of Lawrence, revealed they are officially recognizing supernatural Sam and Dean Winchester, proclaiming itself the duo's honorary hometown. You watch the show, you know that's where they were born. Yeah. Lost their mom, etc., cetera, et cetera, Isn't the
2: bunker right outside of Lawrence? No, yeah. the bunker's in Kentucky. Is it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the proclamation says, well, never perfect. Sam and Dean Winchester... Fought for what was right and good, family, friends, fairness, and helping others. They represent true Kansans and especially Laurentians rising literally from the flames of death more than once and persevering through difficulties.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Uh, and and Jared Padalecki actually responded with a tweet thanking the city, but also asking for some leniency when it comes to crimes committed and outstanding fines because. Apparently, you know, baby doesn't keep her speed down on the back roads.
2: Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, Dean never paid a speed, uh, a parking never ticket, paid never paid a parking <laughs> ticket.
0: He just, you know, well, I, well, I love, away. I love how, um, for some reason they never actually got pulled over either. Cause if they did, they're, they're, they're done. Cause uh, you know, they've never actually had a driver's license.
1: <laughs> they don't even name. exist.
0: No. Yeah, if no, you no, watch. Their name. But I mean, they,
1: they just flash those f b i badges they're fine right,
2: yeah, they flash f b i badges, and they you know the other like, hey, oh.
1: I can tell you if you're good at keeping an eye out, you don't get pulled over, yeah, i can as, yeah. as, as a driver of a certain type of car, I can tell you,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. well, and also it's like all the, those f b i badges it says singer Kripke on there, so you know you're good,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome,
0: <laughs> so let's That's, get into that though, uh,
1: yes, absolutely,
0: <laughs> so um. I, I've seen a lot on the internet going both ways. How they, um, Some people really, really loved this finale. And some people were like, this was a waste of an hour. What, but right? I thought, no, I've seen that. I saw that. Uh, there was people that just they hated it. But for me personally, I think it was one of the best finales of any show ever. Because as we said last week, they ended the show last week.
3: Because you know what? Those people are COVID sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, they ended the storylines last week. This week, if you've watched the show since the beginning, you realize the only death for each of them was what they gave them this week.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: Dean. There is no way he lives his life without being a hunter. Right. That's right. He goes down in battle. That's just the only way he can go. Right. right. And Sam, for years, always has shown that he could be—he could live off without being a hunter and just have a good life. He's always wanted to have a family, have kids. There, so they I gave can... them both of those finales.
1: Even even in the beginning, he avoided being a hunter until Dean came to find him. Right. There yeah. were times during the series where he left it and tried to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Right. But Dean brought him back in. Right. So it was the brother thing that happened, and once they weren't there for each other anymore, it was kind of like they had they had their ending that they had to get. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, though, let's talk about the the lead-in hour, which we've already mentioned. Yes. Um. When they said it was going to be two hours, we kind of knew the lead-in was going to be all retrospective. Right. Um, it was nice getting reminded of some stuff you may have forgotten along the way, especially some of the early days. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
1: and some of the characters along the way. Um I I liked that, you know, they brought up how meta they were.
0: Oh, yeah. When- <laughs> they had a whole section on the on the Supernatural TV series those, in the universe. Those
1: were, those were some of the best episodes, I think. And like, they were completely fan service but that was the whole point you're not watching the show unless you're a fan anyway right and when they so, originally
0: wrote the show those shows and they filmed the first one they weren't even sure if it would work they're like right. hey let's try it we've gone so far people have gone with us on anywhere we wanted to go let's try one and see what happens
1: that's right
2: well and you know the first time that they did that i was just like this is awesome and <laughs> and then if, if I, you know sometimes a show does it and you just kind of roll your eyes like okay really like
1: when they have a musical episode and you're like okay whatever Whereas Supernatural had a musical episode, but it was the Supernatural musical in the episode. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then then Dean's like, there's no no singing in the Supernatural. There's no singing
1: in Supernatural. Well, there is in her version.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, her version's wrong.
1: And then one of my favorites was when they went to the Supernatural convention and found out there were books about them. And then they discovered what slash fiction was. Yes! And they looked at each other and they were like, they know we're brothers, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and now the, the 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 guys that were helping them. Yeah. And then you find out that they they're They turned a out to be
1: a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, really, all of the meta was leading to the eventual animated Scooby-Doo episode. Oh. Yes. Because – Really, there were so many times along the way that, you know, Dean was a fan of Scooby-Doo. He would watch the cartoons. They acted very Scooby-Doo at times, even yes. though they took things seriously. And they were bound to meet at some point in some
2: way, and they actually let them do it. <laughs> I, and you know, the thing was, like, Dean, like, through that episode and through all the meta episodes – you see what a nerd Dean is, even though Dean wouldn't own up to being a nerd.
1: Yeah, he, he's Sammy is the nerd because he does all the research and computer stuff. Yeah. But Dean is the absolute complete pop culture geek that yes. he will never own up to being.
2: And, yeah, I mean, like wh- wh- whenever he had the time travel, he was all about getting to dress up. And <laughs> yes, yeah, he,
0: Dean's a cosplayer.
1: The time he dressed up like Clint Eastwood and everyone was like commenting on his on his blanket and he's like it's a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> he got offended. And then when he's a gangster with Elliot Ness yeah. and he's just like, yeah,
2: he was all about getting into it. Like, Elliot Ness says, "Where'd you where'd you learn to be so violent?" He says, "I learned from watching you." <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh. That was awesome. Yeah.
1: I mean, for a show that took so many things seriously, yeah, it was really funny and just fun so mm-hmm. much of the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool because they found they they learned what their balance was. Because mm-hmm. if it if it had stayed serious and didn't have any of the comedy or any of that stuff in there, it'd have been a really dark show, right? To where a lot of people that enjoy the show would not have been able to watch the show because it just the show deals with a lot of really dark places and a lot of dark situations. I mean, right. with what they're dealing with. I mean, in the second last, second side of the season, they're dealing with um, hell and the devil and all this stuff. And it's like uh, that's a re- that could be very very dark. You need something to lighten that up.
1: Well, and the thing is, for a show that's all about um, hunting monsters and and killing things and and heaven and hell and demons and angels, all of that. Having that bit of humor made it realistic. Like it did. It, it kept the character, it kept the brothers real, right, in an, an entirely unreal storyline. Right. Yeah. That's what worked.
2: Well, you know, the and one of the things that I remembered about the show, and I just absolutely loved, was because they had they're dealing with monsters and demons and and hell, and I think you we first get angels with like in season three. And 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 Dean actually asks, "Are angels real?" You know, uh-huh. because of everything they had seen, Dean didn't believe that angels were real. You know,
1: well, all they said seen was the dark side and right. all the demons
2: and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, but we find out that no, ninety nine percent of the angels are dicks. You know, but <laughs> I well, love, but I love that. I you I don't know why, but that was something that. Well, uh, prior to then. You, we really didn't have dick angels very yeah. well. <laughs> well outside, outside of the, skewed, the view of Skew Universe, right. we didn't really have dick angels. Right. Well, you got to think
0: then- that's what um, Kripke even said. He purposely stayed away from um, cosmically powerful beings like angels and um, actual demon demons, not the fallen angel right. demons. He had right. stayed away from all that stuff because it's like, how do you have two guys on Earth with no power dealing with these people? Right. Mm-hmm. They, they're, just, they're too powerful to actually deal with realistically because this whole show, even with all the um, stuff they're dealing with, it felt like it was in the real world just stepped off just a hair from where we're at now. Like this could right. – it feels like – the show f- always felt like this could be actually happening right now. Right. We well, just don't know about it.
2: Right. Well, well you, you get a sense that even though Sam and Dean – like when they first met Cass – and Cass was all excited by meeting them because he had uh, the, as much as he, the only stuff he knew about them was from the Gospel of Winchester, mm-hmm. and 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 Dean is like, we have a book in the Bible, and <laughs> and I and I thought, wow, what is going to happen to these guys that <laughs> they they end up with a book in the Bible, and. Uh-huh. I don't know. That was just nuts. Which I, I kept wondering if they were ever going to reference that, and they never referenced it again. But sometimes that was enough just to say that
1: they were they were too important. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but like the 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 finale itself, like like we said last week, the previous episode seemed like the ending. Like that would have been enough mm-hmm. to end it with. But you had to find out what happened to the boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this was basically the epilogue. Right. Yeah. It was
0: This was a 1-hour walk into the sunset.
1: was the necessary episode you needed to find out
0: mm-hmm.
1: how their life turned out. Yeah. Right. And I think that's how you had to take it. I think too many too many fans unrealistically. And this happens with all fandoms mm-hmm. when it comes down to finales or when it comes to favorite characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They unrealistically want everyone to live forever.
2: Right. And And they no. don't
1: think about the actual story and how things are likely to turn out. Right. Like these were two guys fighting their entire lives. They were hunters their entire lives. Mm -hmm. They were killing things their entire lives. Right, They weren't necessarily going to have the happiest of endings.
2: No, no. And well, and there was something that I read and it made me think, kind of think twice about the final episode. Something that apparently Chuck had said was that, he kept protecting he, – he he protected them more often than they ever realized, mm-hmm. right? And and I didn't really – I don't know why I kind of – I didn't really t- take that into account. But like you said, the lives that these guys lived and all the things that they had faced and all the times that they died and come back. But a lot of times when they died, it was like some earth-crushing event that killed them. It wasn't yeah. – yeah. but you can tell that a lot of times
0: Dean, when they, what was that?
2: Well, the way that Dean went, it made sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time they had died, their, their job wasn't done when they died, they got taken right. out before the job was done that right. when D, when Dean bought it in this, it was done. He was just hunting a general monster. It wasn't some, um, apocalyptic thing that took him out. No, and that is what, no. that is Dean's perfect death for that character. It and was.
1: The, and the thing is, it was, it was surprising because it was almost nothing. Like, they were fighting, and then this guy, like, throws him against this post that has a bar sticking out of it. And it almost seemed like, wait, wait, is that how he's going to go? Wait, what? Like, yeah. it,
0: it And then took, you sit back and think for a second. Wait a minute. That's the way he goes.
1: And then, and like, it, it took a minute because you were like, but that's just, like, pedestrian. That's just, like, anyone could have that happen to them. And... You know? And then it's like, well, that's
3: that's just what happened. But, well, and, and, and if you it, also it, think... Because if you think about it, it's almost – the two boys that they were saving was almost like two young versions of Sam and Dean. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And I think Dean – Dean, he, he went the way he wanted to go. Like he –
1: Oh, he would have wanted to go fighting anyway. Yeah. And
2: absolutely. It was – you know, when it happened, it was like a shock because I don't know. There was this part of me that kind of hoped – that because De- uh, Dean, we, we had seen like after season season five, Dean attempt to have a life. Yeah, It and never worked. And it, it never works. And I don't know if I Deen's wanted normal to,
1: life never worked.
2: I, I I don't know if I really wanted to see that, but when this happened, when he died, I it, it felt right.
1: Yeah,
2: it was hard. You know, it was hard. They, I mean, but they felt they right. Gave,
1: okay, admittedly, they gave him a slightly drawn out emotional speech. <laughs> they were pulling those tears out of people. Let me tell right. you that was a long speech. Time to let me go. You got to tell me I can go all. No, I'm not. Don't call an ambulance. Don't go away. Stay with me. Yeah. They drew it out a little bit. Well, but yeah, it was deserved.
2: It was you deserved. Know, It yeah. was
1: well deserved to yeah. have that moment between the brothers. Right. And, no. and obviously once everything happened and Sam had to move on, obviously it stuck with him for the longest time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like right away when they, they go back to the bunker and they show you him trying to live an everyday life again, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't touched Dean's things. Mm -hmm. He's just reminded of him everywhere, but then he gets a call and he's like, okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Got work to do. Yeah,
1: he is, he is hunting again, which by the way, that was one of the questions coming out of the previous episode with jack doing what he did did not mean monsters were gone and
0: no it didn't no no uh, <laughs> the world is still the world
1: exactly yeah. so they weren't they weren't the demonic version these were you know what they were fighting they were vampires right yeah. it wasn't anything to do with demons
0: vampires or werewolves i mean
1: they were back to basically their their first type of fights it was right. it was the urban legend fights
0: right
1: and, um you know and and then sam gets The life Sam always tried to get, Mm -hmm. always remembering his brother and stuff. But, um, you know, Mary's has a kid, obviously leaves hunting.
0: Actually, I don't know about that. If you look in his death scene, his son has the uh, protection tattoo.
1: Yeah, but Sam wasn't hunting.
0: Sam was raising his son. We don't know that. His son may have gone with him on some hunting trips. They're not doing the apocalyptic hunting and living the way he was, but that doesn't mean they're still not out doing it once in a while.
1: I don't think that's the impression you were supposed to get. I yeah. think you were supposed to get the impression that he left it because he, because like we said, he'd always wanted to try leaving it. Right? Yeah. You no. Know, and, and, and he was, the brothers were in charge of saving the world and they did that. Right. Yeah. So there's other hunters out there. So he right. didn't need to be in it. Right. Um, but it did make me question seeing that his son had that tattoo. It did make me question whether his son was in it or if that was just because his yeah. dad had the tattoo. He got the tattoo. Well, also,
0: it. if you look, if I remember right, their tattoos for the boys was on their chest because it was supposed to be as close as you could get it to your heart, and his right. son had it on his arm. Right. So. Right.
1: And c- yeah, because because for the boys it was pro- it was protective. Right. And, um. So for the son, it was more just like it's a cool tattoo I want to get.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so he still could have it for protection and not be a hunter.
0: Yeah.
1: That's I think a true. Winchester. I mean, I think having that mark on you at all would be protection. Yeah. Right. Well, also,
0: even if they're not hunting, Sam knows what's out there. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's in – um. A lot of the monsters that they had not killed still know who Winchesters are, even if he's right. not actively hunting them.
1: Right.
2: So. Well, you know, to see when you see that one scene where where Sam uh, Sam walks into the garage and baby's in there and he mm-hmm. kind of wheel and mm-hmm. oh
1: <laughs> memories, man, memories. Yeah. Um. Although you know, so both of them got their happy endings. Yes. Like, really. I mean, it was sad. Yes, they were going to – but ultimately, like, I was convinced they were both dying in the episode anyway, no matter how it was going to happen. Right. So they, they both died ultimately the way they were meant to die. um. And I, although you, you got to admit Sam's old age makeup wasn't the greatest. Yeah, well uh, – <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit like, oh, okay, he's old. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, the cool thing is, though, the boys got their happy ending. But if you – look, when Dean gets to heaven – everyone had their happy ending right right
1: jack changed it if you remember whenever he they tried everything to go, every whenever they were in heaven before it was repeats of things right um it was living your well it was living your best life i guess you could say it was mm-hmm. like all the good stuff that happened you got to relive right mm-hmm. um whereas jack changed it so you almost got to continue living right um, and you got your own personal heaven, like the best way you could possibly yeah. live.
0: <laughs> take the net. Basically, you get to live life and take the negatives out. Right,
1: and and like like when when Bobby explained to uh, to Dean that time moved differently, Dean just went for a ride, mm-hmm. and by the time he was he was done with that ride, Sam was there. Right. Um. So was, <laughs> and Sam had lived his entire life.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and we found out that Cass. Apparently, Cass has been pulled out of the yeah. nothing, right? And he's good, and he's doing. It. And, and, like you said, everybody's good. Right. And It was a, uh, I, I, you know, I have to admit, seeing, seeing, um, seeing, uh, Dean just drive, and you know, that's what he wanted to do. Yep. You know, and you know what? You didn't have to worry about tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the music go. and go. Yeah. You know that was
1: ending with the song. You know, yeah. When needed. Um. And in case, in case you didn't notice, that was Baby's original license plate. Yes. That had on her in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when you see the brothers together at the end, it's the same outfits they were wearing at the beginning of the show back in episode one.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I read yeah. that one too. And cool. What the cool thing is, I think. Um. That last scene after they they call it basically cut on the show. And then do the two boys turn around and talk to the audience. That yeah. was awesome. And then they do the pullout to show the entire crew on oh, that drone shot. That was beautiful. Yeah. The way that was—that was like the perfect ending for this type of show. And by doing and by doing the actual deaths of the boys, that is them also. I think telling the audience, you know what, we're done. There is no more. We're not coming back for a finale or for a reunion and stuff like
1: that. Right. The
0: the two characters are dead. We can't do supernatural again.
1: Don't don't look for movies. Don't yeah, look movies. For- right. Yeah, reboot. Whatever. This was
0: us this was us saying we know you guys gave us an awesome 15 year run. You guys the fans have been with us forever. These two characters their story is finished. This is where we see their finished story. Right.
1: And and the thing is the the thing that was missed at the end was due to current conditions globally because the the main thing that was missed was seeing the characters. Right. Like basically if you if you look at the episode the fight that they had, the bad guys all wore masks. Yeah. yeah. That was honestly – that honestly was because of set-wide precautions for COVID. It was mm-hmm. easier to have the bad guys wearing masks mm-hmm. and be able to do a fight that way. Yeah,
0: right. And you yeah. had – I think it was four stuntmen. And then yeah. you could just keep throwing them back in there because one of them was big. The other three were about the same size with a mask on. It's um, – remember when Daredevil did that um, stairway scene? They had about right. seven stuntmen, and that was it. And he fought fifteen or twenty dudes. Yeah, but they're all in ninja masks, so you could have the same dude fight over and over, and it, the audience can't tell.
1: And if you look at the rest of the scenes in the show, even when they, you know, they're in Akron at the Pie Fest, it's it's really just the two brothers. You see people in the background, you don't see people around them. Yeah. and when and, you know when you see shots of Sam, sure, there's the one scene where he's got the little boy, but no one else is in your You don't even see. He apparently would have married Eileen Mm because obviously she would have been brought back. But you didn't see her because the the actress couldn't be on set. You saw a blurry image in the background that was likely her. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and then and then when you were in heaven, all you saw was Bobby. You Mm. heard about um, their parents. You heard about Castiel. You heard about all these people. Mm -hmm. You didn't see them. And that was because of COVID precautions. They couldn't have. More people on the set, they couldn't get approvals, they couldn't get the tests done into right. all this kind of stuff right yeah
0: and actually I they, saw that they only actually needed to film two episodes when they came back. right. right. Everything else was right. already filmed. they just hadn't shown it yet.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's why it, it does have a bit of a different feel. It kind of makes you wonder how they would have like I think they would have actually shown you a lot of those mm-hmm. characters and quite honestly, you may have gotten more like a two hour episode having more characters in it and right. seeing more things. Right. Um, had it not been for the precautions they had to take. But I think the retrospective was a way of allowing all those actors to say
0: goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also well. I think I liked it better with the finale we got. I mean, I it don't was, know what I mean, they would have given us, but I were, really enjoyed little,
1: this. There, there were little things that could have been improved had there not been restrictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was able to focus just on the brothers primarily, Mm-hmm did make it the episode we needed.
0: Yeah. Right. And we touched on it a little bit, but um we need to talk a little bit outside of the universe of this on that last episode. Cause the references in that last episode was awesome because it was basically all, um all actual references in the entire last episode. Anything you get is references to the cruise life too. And the boys. Yeah. yeah. Because um I didn't know until the, so I probably knew at some point, but I'd always wondered, why do they have Ohio license plates? Now, everybody listening to the show knows we're in Akron, Ohio, which is where the pie festival was. But why do they have Ohio plates? You find the pie
2: festival, by the way. Yeah,
0: there is no pie festival. And Akron is a lot bigger town than what they showed there.
2: (laughs) And I I went off –
0: I had gone off for years about them being everywhere
2: but Akron. I mean, they've been Hudson. Hudson is literally – Fifteen minutes north of Akron. Yeah, they've been to Ken. They've been to Cleveland. They've been all <laughs> around
0: Northeast Ohio. <laughs> they
1: avoided Akron. They avoided
0: Akron. I was going off. <laughs> and you got it. Well, no, they had actually. If I remember it, they actually um, referenced Akron without referencing Akron because I think earlier this season they were talking about how um, the the crossing of 77 seventy seven to seven I seventy seven I seventy six. There was something with traffic on I seventy six or something, was, which was in Akron, yeah. huh? Construction. But yeah, because of construction. But that was they in Akron. In- they just never said Akron.
2: No, I needed Akron.
1: Akron. I, I they yeah. visited so many places in Ohio and always avoided Akron.
2: And then Dean's last run is starts off with a pie fest in Akron, and I was just like,
1: and then he was killed in Canton. I mean, that tells you something about yeah. Canton.
2: But actually, that, that that's when the tears started for me because I was just like, wait, did they hear the did they hear me bitching about it? Because you know finally yeah and uh-huh. although you know the funny thing is well we don't have it anymore. we did have the burger festival and i was thinking That's true. Yeah. that
0: would have been appropriate the dean burger. would
2: have been there for yeah. that yeah but, you know <laughs> hey but um
0: I, it's interesting eric kripke was is from toledo which is on the yeah. um west side of ohio and all the references all the ohio references just about all of them are northeast ohio <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> which is inter- really interesting to see also the map that they look at on the car when you guys see that that was actually a map it was looked at it was a Trimmed down map, but that actually was Northeast Ohio. If you look at all the towns on it, those are all in the right spots. The only weird one was they were talking about um, uh, uh, going down 7 7, Route 7 7, which is funny because yes. anybody on the eastern U.S. knows Interstate 77. Uh, yeah. But it's talking about going through Salem or something. It's like West Salem's not on 77. It's farther west or farther <laughs> east. <Right.
1: laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's okay. But it is another town in this region. I mean, the the representation, other than the physical representations, them talking about all the references, you can tell Kripke wanted to put all that stuff in there. Also, yeah, right. the boys' reference to um, their final FBI badges, have always been rock and roll stars, was Kripke and Singer, which is your executive producer and creator. Right, right. And they kind of went real fast over Singer because we already have a Singer in there.
1: Exactly. Bobby Singer was actually named after Bobby Singer. Exactly. <laughs> Robert Singer.
0: So, and,
1: the, the other and, references- and by the way, in case you didn't know that same actor, Jim Beaver, um, who plays, he plays in the boys. He's yes. a, is he a senator or was he one of the board members?
0: Anyway. Yeah. He's um, a senator. His, he's name senator.
1: There, his name there is Robert Singer <laughs> <laughs> in the boys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Well, <laughs> also the other reference that I know about on there is, um, when Sam finally picks up the phone and Dean's other, other phone, and yeah. they get the um call that he's got to go for this. It looks like a werewolf pack because usually werewolves are the ones that eat the hearts, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, but it's a what is it five one two area code, and you, they talk about how it's Austin, Texas. So his yeah. last yeah. job, you see him going to do. He's going home because Jared and Jensen both actually live in Austin.
1: Right. <laughs> right. And 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 of course, Jared is about to be Walker, Texas Ranger. Exactly. And I and
2: I, and then, <laughs> I think in this version of Walker, he's based out of Austin. Yeah. See.
1: And actually, there was one other reference when um, when Dean was dying and he told Sam to always keep fighting. Mm -hmm. That is actually a direct reference to Jared Padalecki's mental health awareness campaign.
0: Uh, Okay,
1: he has it on T-shirts and stuff. He always says, always keep fighting. So I thought that was pretty awesome. too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overall, it was um, it was like I said, it was probably I've seen a, a lot of show finales. They just mm-hmm. wrap up the story and that's it. But this was the first one I've seen that I uh, thought, this actually show closes the universe. Or not the full universe, but it closes these characters. There is no, like I said before, there's no bringing them back because we saw this is how they end it.
1: And and the whole the whole show, regardless of what the universe is and everyone that was involved in it, mm-hmm. the whole show started with the brothers. It right. was always about the brothers. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to the brothers mm-hmm. and – that was how it was supposed to end. You needed the, the final, the, the, fi- the end of life of the brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got. We had the, it, it was all about the brothers throughout, and we had to know where they ended up. And I think on it, they, had, they had to die in the end. You had to know that they got a happy ending beyond their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was.
0: Well, right. the nice thing is with it, the way they set this up was the universe is totally open-ended now. Yeah, The Winchesters are gone. Bobby's gone. All the people that were involved with them specifically are out. But right. if at some point – or you know they're going to keep making books and things. You can mm-hmm. continue the universe on without them and actually just – because it is a world with monsters.
3: Another generation. Right. Right. And say so what? Next generation. Yeah, you
0: can get a next generation later. You can get – um, and it, you they're always going to – we know there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hunters around the world. Yeah. Right. Uh, saving people, hunting things. And uh, so it's like, and you, you could have guys uh, like Jack could show up once in a while because he is still out there. Obviously he's everywhere. (laughs) Castiel, we find out is alive. And so if, if somehow they get to the point where they need to talk to angels, they could bring in like a Castiel.
3: That one guy that was a hunter that, what was it? He married the werewolf.
0: Yeah. the They um,
3: they had kids. Oh, what's his
0: name? The werewolf guy that was a hunter.
3: What are the chances? His kids don't become,
0: his
3: his kids don't become hunters. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. They,
1: they, they attempted the, the spinoffs with a, a few of the characters. So you still have Sheriff Jody and that whole gang. Yeah. You, you, you have those other two um, that were like witch, witches, the brother and sister. Yeah. That they tried to do the spinoff of a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, they, none of those took off. But you give this a couple of years and let people live on this. I think, I, I think partially the reason none of those really worked was because the show was about the boys. Right, right, so figure out what this universe is without them instead of trying to spin it out of what they do you could actually right. you could do a show with two totally guy had nothing to do with the Winchesters and put mm-hmm. it in this world and it I think you could have a good show depending on how it's written
2: well i mean that I mean that's what Star Trek did I mean once Star Trek realized, oh, we can do something outside of the enterprise right mm-hmm. and and then the entire world opened up for them. exactly oh, yeah, I,
1: mean, yeah. I mean really, you just end up with the all. You're there for the same type of stories. People already know the world. Right. In in Star Trek, you get the same type of stories over and over again. Everyone's on a ship, or they're on a strange planet. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same things over and over. There's human drama. People occasionally die. There's an alien. There you go. And mm-hmm. supernatural. You've got the same world. You've got the monsters. They're fighting. They're living their lives. You need, but you need the compelling characters yeah, to do you it. Did. And yeah. I don't think it's necessary, even in a few years time, I don't think it's necessary to even try and bring anything back from the supernatural world. Yeah. Um, but if they were to, they could, there could be something to do with
0: it. It's open. It's open. If someone wants to, wants to step in there and actually, um, work on it. Right. And like I said, the, you know, the books are going to continue forever because they're still writing books in the original star Trek universe from that started in the seventies. They're, um, the book series, those book series are still going. (laughs)
1: I mean so. the the you can't presume that the show showed us all the adventures of the brothers.
2: No, right.
1: And then there's all the adventures of mom and dad. That's
2: and true. And then there's
1: the apocalypse world. <laughs> that's they, true. You know, there's a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean you know, or we we do know everything that cast did. We exactly. don't,
1: you know, so you can have a whole series just about Crowley.
0: That's the one thing. Fine. <laughs> as far as I could tell, that's like the only thing that's possibly a hanging out there um, idea. Because when we saw Crowley's end, they didn't kill him. He right. was turned into a rat. Right. So he's still running around in hell with, Um. if I remember right, Rowena was still in charge down. Well, no, when she died, was she, did she go back to hell? No,
1: uh, they didn't say, she just they died. They didn't say,
0: she just died. So, but you know, he's still running around down there and you know, he's still Crowley, even though he's got, now looks like a rat. Right. So that was, I was wondering if they're going to possibly reference that at all before the end of this. And they mm-hmm. may have, if they weren't able, or if they didn't have all the COVID problems.
1: Right, exactly. Right.
0: Because I knew that, you know, when they did that originally, at the end of that episode of that season, um, they did that on purpose as a chance that if they decided they wanted to bring him back, they could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, overall, it was a great run. Uh, As they said on the thing, it was the longest running genre show in America.
2: Yep.
1: Right.
0: And no one can take that away from them. Even if someone beats them on length, they were the first one to do it this long. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I would say, and, and I don't know if anybody else had watched this, but I remember the series finale for MASH. And the mm-hmm. thing is, like, even though I was a kid, I loved MASH. Yeah. And so in my head, that was like the gold standard for a series finale.
1: Yeah. And MASH, MASH was a good finale. That, that, was, that, that was a farewell show. That right? was what you need, not just some sudden ending like. Although I didn't watch the series like The Sopranos, right, where they just went to black.
2: Yeah, that 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 was just frustration. But right, but I have to admit, like to me now, I I can I I put Supernatural up there, yeah, because it it is it's a book it's a perfect bookend. We we got them, you know, when the brothers are reunited, we we see what happened when it ended and everything in between. Yeah. Most of your all my questions are answered. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, most series, is even genre shows, or even epically long ones, the end of the show shows that the, the characters continue on. But yeah. we've wrapped up the storylines we were talking about here. This, yeah. they wrapped up the entire, like I keep saying, we wrapped up the characters. These characters are done.
3: It wrapped up their life and death.
0: Yeah. we see. Yeah. Like you said, we see in the first episode, the boys getting back together to start hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically start hunting as as um, basically as adults. Because Dean right. was working with his dad, that's fine. Sam was off on his own, um, and stuff was happening back and forth. But when they get together, that you could look at it. That's their first hunt. Was when they mm-hmm. start that first episode. All the right. way we saw their last hunt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but uh, I think we're gonna, This is a good place to start wrapping it up, or else we're just gonna keep beating on this for, and we can do it for three or four hours. We're right. just gonna keep retreading the same thing over and over again. Um, it was a, for me. It was a great show. And I, the title, of, the title of the finale just says it says it all. Carry on, and once they end up in heaven, they get to just carry on and be the boys. Well,
1: and if you think of the lyrics, there'll be peace when you are done. Yeah, yeah, that's what it came down to. You, you just had to listen to the song to know where it was going. Right.
0: Uh huh. So, anything else from you guys? What do you think, Vicky? Before we wrap this up, I think we've covered a lot of it. This was an awesome show. If for some reason somehow you missed it, give it a shot. This show was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there's it's a not lot
1: of stuff. It's, it's everywhere on streaming. It's everywhere, on and streaming. and they repeat it on. I think it's on TNT. They play it virtually every single day, multiple episodes. Yes,
2: I think, <laughs> but they're what they do what, about four or five episodes. So really, you can get through because uh, each season's about what twenty five. So you can pretty episodes. much in a week get through a season.
1: You're at home doing nothing right now, anyway.
2: Right, so you know. <laughs>
1: Watch it over your Christmas break. You can watch the whole thing.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, this, this is one of the shows. There are very few shows that work this way. But for me, Supernatural is one of those shows that it doesn't matter what the episode is. Like if I happen to be doing something and I need background noise, I can turn on TNT and find it there or even stream it or whatever and just put on episodes in the background and do whatever I'm doing. I already know what's going on. It doesn't matter what season it is. Right. It can just be on in the background, and I'm not concerned about it, but I'm still paying attention a little. It's just one of those shows. Like, Mm -hmm. it's always – it's a comfort show.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I did look it up. There's 320 episodes of Supernatural. There you go. So we're almost there. (laughs) We're at 260-something. So
1: (laughs) –
0: But it's not going to take us fifteen years to get there, so. No. All right, all right. <laughs> so, but other than that, Geeksters, we want to know what you thought of Supernatural. I mean, we talk about it on the show enough, and um, and we want some feedback anyway. What did, what were your memories of Supernatural? I mean, fifteen years—a long time in life. Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, um, they've both got married and each had three kids during the time of this show. <laughs>
3: Right, (laughs) They
0: went from their 20s to their late 30s, early 40s Yeah, basically a major part of their adult life Was doing this show So a major part of all of our adult lives Has been watching this show (laughs) (laughs) So what'd you think of it? Um, What'd you think? How do you feel about it? What'd you think of the finale? Let us know You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com Anywhere, everywhere, all social media We're at Geek Watch 1 If you put Geek Watch 1 into a search bar and don't find us Let us know and Miss Dawn will take care of the problem
1: just don't you cry no more
0: that's right <laughs> you can also um, find us on the Tangibound Network at network.com and the Weebie Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com and um, also while you're on the internet check out our friends um, Charlie Murphy over at Stray Dog the, um, Stray Dog Akron uh, on all social media or Cafe388 for all of your hot dog pickle and sauce needs And more stuff coming because we know he's real close to being able to get some of his frozen goods into the grocery stores and stuff. Yeah. And then finally, we have our buddies over at the Pop Insider. Now, at the beginning, you heard, um, at the very beginning of the show, you hear the bumper about what they are. But check out the Pop Insider and the Toy com. Especially with Christmas coming up, they have great reviews of all the best toys that are out there. Mm -hmm. So, all the parents out there, can find out what um, what toys are best. And also, anybody, any of the kids out there that are asking for toys, check out the Toy Insider. They have a whole list. You can tell Mom and Dad what to get.
1: Go check out the oh, Toy Guide.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I do want to say thank you to our friends over at Zuru with X-Shot and the Harry Slime. That was yeah. awesome. And there are videos coming, guys, so pay attention. We'll tell you where you can see them. Uh, Miss Law, where can they see the video you guys already made?
1: Um... Actually, the, the one that we made and released already is on YouTube under she Geek Dawn. It's my YouTube channel where I put random things, and that's where I put it.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so other than that, for Dawn and Kylan and Vicky and myself, just remember.
3: No matter where you go, there you are.